Hi everyone, my name is Sophie and welcome to Time Out with Sophie. Today we're going to be talking about if Catholics are Christians. Are they? Are they not? And this is going to be from my point of view as a Catholic. So, if you want to leave right now, which if, yeah, um, if you just want to hear yes or no, the answer is yes, yes we are Christians. But I'm going to be going into some detail about this. I've been, like, there was a thing on TikTok, and it was this Baptist girl telling, like, saying why she doesn't believe that we're Christians. And she said, because we worship the Pope, which is so not true. So I'm going to be getting into that and a few other topics. So yeah, let's get started. Um, so, if you're going to ask what Catholics believe, we personally believe, personally, I personally believe, is the best way to describe it, in my opinion, is, um, that when we have communion, it is the full body and blood of Christ. We believe that when he died for us, that was like his way of expressing his love for us besides him dying for our sins which is yeah i personally believe that that's how it works that's kind of hard to say and explain but uh yeah i know that there are a lot of common myths like one of them is why do you have to tell um, a priest your sins? We believe that we have to tell a priest our sins. Well, one, because I think it feels so, so good when you can just say, like, yes, I have this way of telling this person why I am sorry in my for my sins. And if you're wondering... They, the priest, can't tell anyone about our sins. And if they do, they will, they are legally not allowed to be a priest any longer. They will remove them from the church and just some other stuff. It's a whole process. So, yeah, we have this, like, I, first, when you go into the confessional, the priest is very quiet. You can either be face-to-face which was my first confession. Now, holy crud, it is so, so awkward. You don't even know unless you've done it, but it's like, ooh, it is so weird. I don't like it. So I don't prefer face-to-face confession, but there is like a screened or not face-to-face, but you can be away from the priest and you can't see your face, but like, yeah. But if you're wondering how that works, The priest is just there for Jesus. He's like in the, I don't know how to say this, but like presence? I'm not sure. It's like he's he's representing Jesus in that sense. So I know that that is um, very weird. And... I think that, like, you have to be a little bit more, like, I feel like it's not embarrassing 
to say what you've done wrong in front of a priest. Like, you're kind of admitting your mistakes, but, um, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't want to offend anyone. I was gonna say something, and I don't want, I'm not going to offend anyone, so, yeah. Um, I'm looking to find something about the Eucharist and what we believe is our Eucharist. Um, for us, we believe that, like, as I said, I think I said this earlier, I've had to redo this a whole bunch of times, but we personally believe, well, we believe that when you have communion, it is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We say, like, in the Mass, I say, like, we believe that this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's like a long title thing. So, this is what the UCAT says, which is a um, teenager version of the catechism. My brother gave me his after he left and he was going through some of his stuff and he realized, I don't need this anymore because I've read it like three times. So, yeah, this is what it says. What is the Holy Eucharist? The Holy Eucharist is the sacrament in which Jesus Christ gives his body and blood himself for us so that we might not give ourselves in him. Ugh, I can't read today. So that we too might give ourselves to him in love and be united with him in holy communion. In this way, we are joined with the one body body of Christ, the church. Ugh, I'm going to read that again. And it says, The Holy Eucharist is the sacrament in which Jesus Christ gives his body and blood himself for us so that we too might be might give ourselves to him in love and be united with him in holy communion in this way we are joined with the one body and blood of christ in the church and i another thing that i don't know i don't i'm not a whole hundred percent sure on this so I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know why we have a separate Bible. I think when a lot of Protestants left the church, I don't remember what they call this, but I'm going to be calling it the schism because I love a series of unfortunate events so much that anything bad where a whole bunch of departure happens is a schism to me now. So the schism where that happened, I feel like, I think Martin, I think the Lutheran church was the first to depart of, from the Catholic church or the religion, or it's either that or the Orthodox church, but I don't remember. Um, but they originally had that Bible from the start. They took out the seven books that we do have and that was just like kept in there. Um, that is one of the only things I can say about that, but I know a thing to, like, not judge on if you don't know is that Catholics worship Mary. We do not worship Mary. I'm sorry to say this. If I just, like, blew your mind, I'm sorry, but we believe that when 
you are praying, you're praying to Mary, like you pray to Mary to forgive, to like, or not, not to forgive your sins, but like to, like if you're praying for somebody, you pray to Mary and then she like puts in the work, what you're saying to Jesus, is she like feeds it in, you know? Well, I'm sorry if you heard that, that was gross, um, but... I know that some people just say like, oh, why don't you just pray to Jesus then? Well, I think of it as then why are you telling other people to pray for you? It's like asking people to pray for you. Like if you're pray- if something bad happened to you and you're like, hey, could you please pray for me or this one person or whatever? You're going to ask people to pray for them. So you're asking Mary to pray also because I... And then she'll put in the word to the big guy, if you know what I mean. The way my mom explained this to me was, like, if you had a crush in elementary school and you would go ask this, like, your best friend to go tell or, like, ask this, your crush if you liked him. So you're like, hey, Sally, can you go tell Billy that I like, like, can you ask him if he likes me? Yeah, that's kind of how that works another thing is that we worship the saints it's kind of the same deal when you go to confirmation we believe that like you pick out a saint and that is your saint name in the church i know a lot of religious sisters that they choose their like their saint name for confirmation is the same as their name for like you're you're not allowed to be called your real name when you are a religious sister you are supposed to be called like I know that there is Saint Lady of Guadalupe which is a saint there is Saint all of the um, apostles are saints and I know like all of the disciples are saints and just like um I want to say so yeah, but I've been saying that so much in these podcasts, I'm really trying to not to. But, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I just did it again. I am so sorry. So, another thing that people ask is, I'm just trying to look through this book and trying to find stuff so oh okay what does the sacred scripture say about the the sacrament of confirmation okay we're gonna see if this is um this is what I'm looking for. In the Old Testament, the people of God expected the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Messiah. Jesus lived his life in a special spirit of love and perfectly united, I mean, un, uh, perfect unity with his Father in heaven. The spirit of, of Jesus was the Holy Spirit for whom the people of Israel longed. This isn't going to be what it is, but I'm going to continue to read it because I'm going to be talking about converse. Um, I'm going to be talking about confirmation next anyways, so. Um, the spirit of Jesus was the Holy Spirit for whom the people of Israel longed. 
This was the same spirit who promised, who Jesus promised to his disciples, the same spirit who descended upon the disciples 50 days after Easter on the Feast of Pentecost. It is again the same spirit of Jesus who depends, who descends upon everyone who receives the sacrament of confirmation. So that's kind of what, in a sense, what we believe about confirmation. When you get confirmed, you are like a warrior of God after that. So that is kind of why I've been trying to like evangelize his word. Um, so if you're asking why we believe it, we just believe that the Holy Spirit comes down upon you. And when you get confirmed, they take this oil and they say, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you say, amen. And then you shake their hand. And it's really cool, especially when the bishop who comes in and you get to shake his hand because, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I love how this book um, calls Catholics. They call them Catholic Christians. And, like, this is one of, this is one thing that is said. It says, the question is, who can be confirmed and what is the requirement of the com- of a candidate for confirmation? Any Catholic Christian, see, who has received the sacrament of baptism and is in the state of grace can be admitted into confirmation. So, what happens in confirmation is what I was trying to get to was um, in confirmation the soul of the baptized Christian is imprinted with a permanent seal that can be received once and only once and marks his individual forever as a Christian well there not his but you get what I mean the gift of the Holy Spirit is a strength from above this individual puts the grace of his his this is what yeah it says his all the time in this book um the grace of his baptism into practice throughout his life and acts as a witness for christ so that's kind of about confirmation which is my favorite sacrament that i have received it was so fun and even though i hated taking the classes for them because i didn't have any friends like it was it was so fun to just be in God's presence during that so um yeah that about the the conclusion of this episode I yeah thank you guys so much for listening sorry this was a bit of a lengthy episode but that'll be it I'll see you well, I'm, I'm not going to be seeing you. This is a podcast. You're listening to it. Talk to you guys. I'm not sure what to say. See you guys next time. Bye.